Blog Talk Radio.
And now, Voices of the True Israelites with your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Hallelujah. 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 Yes, Blog Talk Radio.
The True Israelites with your host, the Seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Put some Luke 12, 12 on the table. You know I'm all here. Because I know 
What that means, that means that you're saying, Almighty, take over my lesson and make sure I'm guiding in the right direction. That's what you're saying. And that's a great thing. Go down, Elements of Kill. And the book of Luke, chapter 16, verse 10, let's read a little bit and see what that's saying. And the book of Luke, chapter 16, verse 10. Let's see what that's talking about there, yo. Let's read a little bit of that. Come on. Book of Luke, chapter 16, verse number 10, read. He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. He that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. You see that? And you taught on that, yo, about the thief. See, if you're going to be, you taught on a little bit that over the Sabbath day there, yo. So now, you got to watch the ones that, that's going to be in jest in, um, now read, read that again, yo, if I can get my thoughts on that again. Read that verse again, Luke 16, 10 again. Book of Luke, chapter 16, verse number 10 reads, It is faithful in that which is least, is faithful also in much. He that is unjust in the least is unjust also in the much. So you got so now, now being unjust in the least, that means see, y'all have blunt this thing out to you for better things to come, see, and if we don't take care of the least properly, how are we going to take care of the big business to come? Now, the big business is to come is in Revelation 225 out of verse 29. Hey, yo, y'all die is The big business to come is when the Almighty Son returns and in end time property 225 to 29, let's find out what you got coming. If you able to take care of small business about doing what he wants you to do right now, look what look what your reward is in Revelation 2, 25 out of verse 29. What does it say, yo? Book of Revelation chapter 2, verse 25 through 29 reads, Book of Revelation 2. Verse number 25. But that which ye have already, hold fast till I come. Verse 26. He that overcometh and keepeth my work until the end, then will I give power over the nation. Verse 27. He shall rule them with a rod of iron, and as the vessel of a potter shall they be broken into shivers, even as I received of my father. Verse 28. I will give him the morning star, verse 29. You see that have an ear, let them hear what the Spirit says unto the congregation of Israel. So, again, your reward if you do this. Now, your reward if you do, if you overcome this thing, you got a reward coming. You're going to be ruling the nation. So now Paul, he went somewhere and he made a statement to the Ephesians, that's the northern kingdom, and a Frank of Judah, Judah. He made a profound statement that we can read 
Paul was rehearsing this righteous act in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4 and 5. And what did Paul say that we can read in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4 and 5? Hey, Elder, what did he say that we can read in Ephesians 1, 4 and 5? What did he say? The book of Ephesians chapter 1, verse number 4, verse number 5 reads. book of Ephesians chapter 1. Verse number four reads, according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, we should be righteous without blame before him in love. Verse number five, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by your father's son to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. Wait a minute, now, now, Ella, you will drop the bombshell. By he on say he on he on chosen us. See us have been chosen since the foundation of the world. Now that's big. See that's big business you just said, Elder. So we got to go right to the precepts and find out who was the us that have been chosen since the foundation of the world to take care of this business. So we got to go and, and check with the seal in the forty-fifth chapter, verse four. And see who's the us that have been chosen. You mean that is the people in the Bible that have been chosen since the foundation. With your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name.
and um, see if he want to holler in that microphone and land back in that old big old climax chair. But able to reach and grab that microphone. How are you ever out of this one? The lead teacher out of Camp One, Elder Yahzai Israel. Got my picture of me right. That God bless you, see Israel. See Royal. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Yeah, well, we know we know you're struggling, Elder. No doubt about it. But Yahweh got big plans for the old Elder. He's back in grand style, so we saying as mother walked in uh, the last Saturday. She walked in. She was all up in, in the Doc Cook's household. Make sure you know she comes walking around right on in, ready to go. And the same thing we have to do our will. You want to about it. Remember, a just man, he is not man will be knocked down seven times. But the just man will get up. Because that's all in the plans of our mighty one. Y-H-W-H, the four-letter man. That's a great thing. So when it happened to him, it's on the sign. And Yahweh said one thing, I ain't doing you yet. Let's hold on. Great sign can come behind us. And we also got Miriam Rose. Sister Miriam Rose. She's coming on stage. Let's see. Let's see if we meet and greet our Sister Miriam Rose, Israel. And with a loud voice, you say, Sister Miriam Rose Israel. Y'all get to that key right. Hallelujah. Well, bless you. Here to the panel. Hallelujah. Uh, That's why I bless. Hallelujah. Uh-huh. Uh, let's take a look at, um, again, at Ruth 2, verse 4, and see how do the Israelites meet and greet one another one more again. And the Ruth chapter 2, verse 4, that's just um, Miriam Rose. Let's see how a bloodline Israelite meet and greet one another. Uh, turn to Ruth 2, verse 4. Let's see exactly what's said. How do a bloodline Israelite meet and greet each other? Let's see what it says Ruth 2, verse 4 now, before we get up from Luke 12, 12, I-L. Ruth, chapter 2, verse 4, Sister Mary Rose. What does it say, Sister Mary Rose? He said, Ruth, the book of Ruth or Luke? Uh, R-U-T-H, chapter 2, verse 4. Let's see what that says. Okay. The book of... I've got to my earphones on. What does that say in the book of R-U-T-H, chapter 2, verse 4? What does that say there, uh, Sister Miriam? The book of Ruth, chapter 2, verse 4. Mm-hmm. The book of Ruth. I know it's up in here. The book of Ruth, chapter 2, verse 4. Mm-hmm. Let me just check. Um, let me see. Yeah, for some reason, I know it's up around Ezra, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I tell you what. We're, we're, we're at, at I.L. though. 
He'll read that real quick. And by the time uh, you are found it, he'll be ready to get to Luke 12, 12. But let's see if he left the whole year. We know he, he labored big time, no doubt about it. But our hill is going to bring out Ruth chapter 2, verse 4. What is that, our hill? Book of Ruth, chapter 2, verse number 4 reads, The old boys came from Bethlehem and said unto the reapers, Yahweh be with you. And they answered him, Yahweh bless you. So when a, when a bloodline Israelite meet another bloodline Israelite, whether it's in the street, at the sixth anointing camp, anywhere, you meet and greet one another by saying, Yahweh be with you. And they respond, if there's a bloodline Israelite, Yahweh bless you. That's how, you, that's how a bloodline Israelite meet one another. We'll get a case in point. We'll bring our mother in, one of the mothers out of Camp 1, and Sister Miriam Ruth watched the meet and the greet of one of the mothers out of Camp 1 by saying, hey, Mother E. One of the most out of Cap 1. Yahweh be with you there, see right? Yahweh bless you, see Israel, see Roy. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Elder Yahweh Israel, Luke, chapter 12, verse 12. Let's see if we can get going on there, Elder. The book of Luke, chapter 12, verse number 12 reads, For the righteous spirit, shall teach you in the same hour what you ought to say. In that very same hour, the righteous spirit will teach you what you ought to say. And, and you know, Elder, and I'll say again, I believe that because we, we, we call this network six nights a week. And one thing about it, we have to give it all we got because the Almighty made a statement in Matthew chapter 10, Elder. He does some talking in Matthew chapter 10. Let's read a little bit, and I'll pull you down a little bit in the last two verses and 40-42. But let's, let's get a little groundwork down on what he said in Matthew chapter 10. He talked to the followers, called the 12 followers, with the word they called disciples. Now, in the 10th chapter, verse 26, he got some, some eyeball-to-eyeball talking with them. And what did he say that we could read? Matthew 10, 26, and 3, look at the elder come out. The book of Matthew, chapter 10, verse number 26 reads, Fear them not, therefore, for there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed, and he that shall not be known. Verse 27, But I tell you in darkness, that speak you in the light. What you hear in the ear that teach you <laughs> that teach you upon the housetop. Verse twenty eight. And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the spirit, but rather fear him which is able to kill destroy the both the soul and body in hell. Verse twenty eight. I, you know, the biggest thing that we have to understand, we have to fear the man that made the man. And see, one thing we do know, when this man makes a statement, his words is going to stand. 
And he got a order about things according to 40 before to hell. And once we clear about the order of this man that made the man, he makes a profound statement from 40 down to verse 42. Hey, yo, what did he say? That what did he say? We still talking to the father. And he made a profound statement in verse 49 and verse 42. What did he say? Look at Matthew 10, verse number 40 reads, He that receive you, receive me. He that receiveth me, receiveth him that sent me. <coughs> verse number 11. He that receiveth a seer in the name of a seer shall receive a seer's reward. And he that receives and he that receives a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man reward. Verse forty two. And whosoever shall give whosoever shall give to to drink unto one of these little ones a cup of, of cold water, only in the name of the a disciple, truly I say unto you. He shall, he shall in him, he shall in no wise lose his reward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think you know, now Marie first pointed one of the others. See, it don't take much for those fears to get happy. Because this living word makes a foul statement. They don't take much. All we got, all we got to know is about the Bible, and old fears get happy. It was about the Bible anyway. So now you, now you just you 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 said some good stuff there, you know. But uh, I got excited and got in there for a minute or two. But in verse forty-one, keep your time. Look at forty-one. One more again, there, you know. Come on. The Book of Matthews, chapter ten, verse number forty-one reads. Book of Matthews, chapter ten. Verse number 41 reads, He that receiveth a seal in the name of a seal shall receive a seal reward. He that receiveth a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. Mm-hmm. So, he lets you know that he got issues. He told his followers, let's say something. Let me let's precept that. Let's, let's, let me let me precept that, yo. Give me a thirty-six chapter verse twelve. I need a precept. In Second Chronicles thirty-six verse twelve. I need a precept on that. Maybe maybe I can talk better after I hear a precept. He's saying, listen, if you receive a fear and and you and you treat that old fear right, and and another thing you gotta do in Second Chronicles thirty-six. Verse 12. Hey, uh, let's talk about 36 verse 12. Let's see what it's talking about. The book of Second Chronicles 36, verse number 12 reads. Book of Second Chronicles 36, verse number 12. He did that which were evil in the sight of Yahweh, and humbled not himself before Jeremiah, the seer, speaking from the mouth of Yahweh. So, according to Yahweh, he 
you made it plain that, you know, I might let you get away for a minute, but what happens when you uh, disobey the seal, once he's showing you what the Bible is saying, and you continue down that road, then Yahweh makes a final statement. Now, skip down to 14 through 16. Let's see, let's see what else you say in 14 out of verse 16, yo. 14 out of verse 16. Look at Second Chronicles 36. Verse number 14 reads, For all the chief of the priests and the people transgress very much at all the abomination of the nation. To the the temple of Yahweh, which he had hallowed in Yahweh, Judah. Verse 15, Yahweh, their father, sent to them by his messengers, rising up beach times and sinners, because he had compassion on his people and on his dwelling place. Verse 16, but they mocked the messenger of Yahweh, and despised his words, and I misused his seers, till the wrath of Yahweh rose against his people, till there was no remedy. You see that? So he says, was the messenger, and the seer that sent the messenger, and they mocked him, they kicked him all in the ring. You know what? He said, that's the end of it. Because that's how he operates according to his body. That's how he operates. So once you know how he operates through the Bible, and we have a tendency to ignore how he operates through this Bible, I got to get a precept on that, um, Sister Miriam. And in 
and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. So he given he given information for mothers. Now back up and look at the tenth chapter, verse sixteen. Now back up and look at Matthew ten sixteen. Let's see the says in Matthew ten sixteen now, mother. Well he said somebody got the keys to this thing. Yes, ma'am. He said somebody got the keys to this thing. And we want to find out a little bit more information about about this because one thing about it, once we know Yahweh's plan, four little man plan, then we be able to know how to move properly. So now, mother, what it says in ten nineteen of Matthew. Matthew chapter ten verse nineteen. Mm-hmm. Matthew chapter 10, verse 19. But when they deliver you up, take no thought how or what ye shall speak. But it shall be given you in that same hour that you shall speak. Yes. So he let you know the service of the Almighty Yahweh. You ain't, we call this ball cast six nights a week. We don't know where we going, but we prepared to take care of this man's business. We don't know where we're going. And that's why we use Luke 12, 12, and Moses got to read 10, verse 19. Because in that very same hour, the leadership of Yahweh will be given our message to put on what he wants to put on. That's why you have to be diverse and you got to be ready. You got to be ready. No doubt about it. Now, Sister Miriam, in Acts 15, verse 15, can you have the national orders out? What that says, Sister Miriam, in Matthew, I mean, Acts chapter 15, verse 15. What that says, Sister Miriam? Sister Miriam, what that say? that we can read in, in the book called Acts 15, verse 15. Acts 15, verse 15. Uh-huh. And to this, hallelujah, and to this agree the word of the prophets, as it is written. Mm-hmm. Oh, that part right there. Hey, uh, Mother, Mother, he read that same verse there, Mother, he Read the same verses that uh, Sister Mary just got to read. 15, verse 15. Read that, Mother. And to disagree the word of the seal as it is written. Mm-hmm. So when we see this word prophet, we know this is a new word for the ancient word called the seal. So when we see the word prophet in the Bible, it is a polluted word for the word called the seer. He said, now, this is what you agree with. You agree with the seer, but what kind of way again, Mother? Why should you agree with the seer? Why should you agree with the seer according to 15 verse 15? Read again there, Mother. And to disagree the word of the seer as it is written, as 
is here written. So the city of folks will come and show you what the Bible says. And we put on the table, he said, if this was we read, and we all read this off the top, he said, agree, but off the top, because you agree, and the seal's responsibility is to give it to you as it is with. Now, Sister Mary, we're going to back up and get a precept on that, then we'll get back on the topic. Go to Luke chapter 24. Go to Luke 24. And he had a lot of things going on in the book of Luke. He was, um, he had just came back from heaven. He came back, and then he ran into some people doing some talk talking. They were doing some talk talking in the 24th chapter. Let's find out what was going on in the 24th chapter. In Luke 24, there was some talk talking going on. So see can we find out what they're talking about. And verse 13. We'll read a little bit and see what they got going on. They got something going on, Sister Miriam. Let's see what they got going on in Luke 24, verse 13. If we saw talking going on, let's run some of this talking down. Come on. Luke chapter 24, verse 13. Hallelujah. And behold, two of them went that same day to a village called Emma. which was from Jerusalem, about three score four long. Now hold that for a minute, we'll read a little bit. And when we see this word, make a note of it, uh, Sister Mary. When we see the word uh, Jerusalem, it is another good word for Judah. Because the southern kingdom became known as Judah, Judah, Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon took over that from Mr. Get. They lost the land. Because they ain't going to be in the land no way. They left the land in Jerusalem already there. So, what happened, the children of Esau, the five sons, translated as the white man and the white woman, they brought that name back to Jerusalem. So, those are large off. But see, we remember, but history is not talking. And as time unfolds itself, we won't have the history. And then by the time we learn from some other people, that history be here. But we meant, but we got to claim it. Hey, in 69 verse 4, what do the six anointed camps got to do according to Psalm 69, verse 4. What we got to do? 69, verse 4. The book of Psalm, chapter 69, verse number 4 reads. Book of Psalm 69, verse number 4. They that hated me without a cause are more than the hairs of my head. They that would destroy me in my enemies wrongfully are mighty. Then I restored that which I took not away. You see, you see what we, you see what we, what we talk about? We coming, the six anointed camp, we trying to restore back to the 12 tribes of Israel what he took not away. 
See, he didn't take this knowledge away from you. We willingly walked away from the order that we're going to read. Because he told us plainly in some verses, we probably take care of his lesson. That's the way he lets me like it's gone. So he, he sent his, his messenger chief called the six anointed camp of voices of the two Israelites from South Carolina all the way to Chicago to restore back to the 12 tribes of Israel what he took not away. So we don't have to restore, but we have to restore it according to the same book. The same book that Doc Cook and everybody reads. We will look at the same book, but we're just going to break this book down to give you the proper breakdown of this book. Same King James Bible. We're going to go to the same King James Bible, and we're just going to break it down and show you what it's saying. And it's up to you to make adjustments to when you hear it coming out. So I read that verse so many times, I ain't never thought of it because it wasn't time for you to know. Now it's time for you to know that the same book we read. Um, hey, uh, give, me a, give me a precept, Elder. Give me a precept in Jeremiah 30, verse 4. Give me a precept on that. Jeremiah 30, verse 4. Look at Jeremiah, chapter 30. Verse number 4, read. Jeremiah 30. Verse number 4, reads. These are the words that Yahweh speak concerning Israel and concerning Yahweh Judah. Mm-hmm. These are the words that were told to Israel. Israel is the ten northern tribes. That's who Israel is. After you come out of First Kings chapter 11, a switch came. It was no one unit of Israelites. You got them divided. So once you come up out of the 11th chapter of First Kings, when you look at Israel, you got to talk ten tribes. And when you look at Judah, you got to talk Judah, Benjamin, Levite, and he broke up Simeon in both sides. So you talk Judah, and the word for Judah is now called the Jew. So you got two groups of people that was one body, but after disobedience, they became broke up. And you can read that, but it's not this lesson, in First Kings chapter 11. That's when the split came, and chapter 12. So it was no more one nation of Israel. So when you say Israel, you're talking from that point on to now, to northern tribes. And when you talk Israel from the southern kingdom, it's Judah, Israel, Levite, and Syria. That is, the, and this whole Bible is concerning northern kingdom, and southern kingdom Israel. Israel and Judah. Matter of fact, let me get a precept on that. Let me get a precept. Let's see what they say out there on mouth in First Samuel. They make a statement in First Samuel about something. And then we also gonna get it in First Kings too. Because one thing about it, once Yahweh see this word is a pad the way he got written his Bible. And the number is completed on what he wants to be deal with. That's when you will see the signs of Yahweh making his move. Once the number is filled on what he was talking about 
And that's another lesson. But in 1 Samuel, it makes a profound statement about something that was going on in the land of Israel. And we want to see what was said that we can read. But I'm struggling with it now. I'm kind of struggling a little bit. And and I'm going to pull that verse out. Because it was a statement was made. And, uh, but I'm struggling right now, and I know you, you ran back in that big old chair, and, but don't see you struggling right now. Just pull this verse out in First Samuel, that it was a statement made, and if you can help those see out, it was a statement made in, about such other people, but I'm struggling right now, you know, and you have to go see out. Right now, I'm, I'm struggling. It was a final statement made. Uh, I, I wasn't made in second But It was a statement made, but see what it was doing. You keep talking until you run up on what you're looking for. So, it wasn't a statement made. Now, I don't want to put a Daniel 2.16 on it. I don't want to put a Daniel uh, 2.16 on it. Saying, Give me time and I'll come up with it. So, um, what you got there, Elder? You got something to work with? Uh, a mother's name. I got it. Don't worry. I got it. All right, don't worry. So, now, back up to second Samuel 19. What did it say, Elder? Second Samuel 19, verse 43. Look, look, verse 42. Let's give a little shot. That's too much shout me about it. You're going to Second Samuel 19, verse 42 and 43. You must shout me about it. The book of Second Samuel, chapter 19, verse number 42 and verse number 43 reads. Second Samuel 19, verse 42. Now the men of Yachad Judah answered the men of Israel, because the king is near of kin to us. Wherefore then be ye angry for this matter, have we eaten all at all of the king's cost? Or have we given us or have he given us any gift? Verse forty three. The men of Israel answered the men of Judah and said, We have ten parts in the king, and we have also more right in David than you. Why then did you despise us that our advice should not be first had in bringing back our king? And the words of the men of Judah were fiercer than the words of the men of Israel. You see that? So, that, so you, we clear now that it's two groups of Israelites. You got the <laughs> uh, with Israel, and Israel is called the ten parts. So that's when you see Israel in your Bible. After you come out of First Kings chapter eleven, Israel becomes ten parts. They talk about the lost ten tribes of Israel, but they put all of them in there, but no, no, no. So right here, let's get a precept on that, Elder. Back up the first kings and get, and get a precept on that. See, Israel became known as ten tribes. So when you're reading your Bible, Acts the first kings, chapter 11, you got to call Israel ten tribes. Again, Judah 
it's called the Southern Kingdom. And they put the word Jerusalem on that, but that ain't going to hold up because whatever color is going to be revealed. So we have to reveal. That's why when things come out, we have to make a guessing on it correctly because if there's one may not know this, a thousand million might not know that either. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, good. That's why it came out. Chapter 11, Elder. Let's see exactly how this thing was unfold for the change and who was leading the way on the change. We're going to 1 Kings chapter 11. And we'll pick up verse 29. Now, now watch the story on how this thing became the way it is today and who Yahweh sent to take care of his business. We're going to the 11th chapter and pick up verse 29. We'll read down to verse 31 and 36, and we'll get on back to what we're doing. 1 Kings chapter 11, verse 29, down to verse 31, and verse number 5. That's good, 35. Good enough, y'all, come on. The book of 1 Kings chapter 11, verse 29 to 31, and verse number 25 reads. Verse number 35 reads. Book of 1 Kings, chapter 11, verse number 29. And it came to pass at that time that Jeroboam went out of Yachtan Judah, that the seer Ahiah, the Shilonite, found him in the way, and he had clad himself with a new garment, and they too were alone, and they too, and they too were alone in the field. <laughs> Verse 30. Now how he caught the new garment that was on him and rent it in 12 pieces. Verse 31. He said to Jeroboam, Take these 10 pieces for the same Yahweh, of Israel. Behold, I will rend the kingdom out of the hand of Solomon and will give thee 10 tribes and will give 10 tribes to thee. Verse 35. And I will take the kingdom out of his son's hand it will give it unto, unto thee, even ten tribes. Yeah. Well, there is a So, well, they become, they become ten tribes. So, there you go right there. So, now you got, now you got the divide in the tribe. Now, you clear about the divide in the tribe. So, when you look in this Bible, after you get past 1135, you got to make sure you clear Especially when you get teaching. You got Israel and you got Judah. So which one is Israel you're talking about? Israel is the northern kingdom, which is called ten tribes. Judah is the southern kingdom. That's a split right here. So when you see the word Israel in the Bible, after you read first Kings chapter eleven, the whole different ball game now, and that's what we got to bring to the table. Southern kingdom is Judah, because Judah have taken over from the Canaanites and the Jebusites. They don't want to have the man called Jerusalem there all the time. So when 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 Judah got there, Judah, Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon, they had to knock all of that out the way. It's like when we move into a, a place. Whatever name on the mailbox got to go now. Why? Why I got to go? Because you are moved in. So now that's why we have to understand 
about this foundation. It got to be laid plain. And that's the case. Let's see if we um, bring in daughter Yahqua. And let's see if we meet and greet up some daughter Yahqua. See, I'm coming on stage to holler that microphone too there, old fear. Daughter Yahqua. One of the sisters out of Camp 1. Yahqua, I'll be there see you right. Yahqua, bless you, Sierra Israel, see Royal. So we clear that we have to understand these things. And once we understand these things, then Yahqua, he got no choice but the end of these. Once we're able to go in this book and give back to the 12 tribes of Israel that's scattered. But remember, the 12 tribes is not going anywhere until he understands who's supposed to lead the way. And, um, tell me, yeah, boy, let's just not pull out a couple of verses and see who's supposed to lead the way. Once we understand who's supposed to lead the way, according to Scripture, Psalm chapter 60, verse 7 and 8 reads, Gilead is mine, and Manasseh is mine. Ephraim also strength of my head. Yahweh Judah is my lawgiver. Giver. Verse 8, Moab is my washpot. Over Edom will I cast out my shoe. Philistia, triumph thou because of me. Mm-hmm. But we just got your ring, so the one that's supposed to give the law, Who's supposed to, uh, by looking directly at them verses again, that daughter Yahweh, who's supposed to give the law, statutes, and the commandments? And this is the angel coming in 1,000 B.C., telling David, he's listening. This person right here is supposed to give my law. So what verse is that again that's supposed to give the law, statutes, and commandments that we can read? What verse you going to put out there, daughter Yahweh? Psalms chapter 60, verse 7, Yahweh Judah. Go ahead and read for the last moment. Yeah, read that verse for the last moment. Let's read the immediate read. Psalms chapter 60, verse 7. Gilead is mine, and Manasseh is mine. Ephraim also is the strength of my head. Yahweh Judah is my lawgiver. So the one that tells the law is Yahweh Judah. And after all, you've got to understand this. An angel is the one telling David this. Now, I need a precept on that. I need a precept on that, dog. Let's look at the, let's look at the seventy-eighth chapter of the book of Psalms. I need a precept on that, or six and seven and six eight. How about a precept on that, Charlie Yahweh? Come on. Could you repeat that again? Psalm 78, verse number 67 and 68. Okay. Psalm chapter 78, verse 67 and 68. Moreover, 
he refused the tabernacle of Joseph and chose not the tribe of Ephraim. Verse 68, but choose the tribe of Yagdah Judah, the Mount Yagdah Judah, which he loved. Mm-hmm. Now, man, I'm going to give you a precept on that in verse number 1, 1 and 2. Genesis, verse 1 and 2. Psalms chapter 76, verse 1 and 2. And Yahweh Judah is Yahweh known. His name is great in Israel. Verse 2. And Salem also is his tabernacle and his dwelling place in Yahweh Judah. Now, Judah, he reigned 30 and 3 years over all Israel and Yachdah Judah. Verse 6. And the king and his men went to Yachdah Judah unto the tabernacle, unto the Jebusite, the inhabitants of the land, which spake unto David, saying, Except thou take away the blind and the lame, thou shalt not come in hither, thinking David cannot come in hither. Verse 7. Nevertheless, David took the stronghold of Yahdah Judah. The same is the city of David. But, but this word right here, look at it real carefully. The Jebusites is there, and they got the place called Jerusalem told David, you ain't coming up here, David, but you read in, in the seventh chapter, nevertheless, nevertheless, 
Hey, yo. Bring that person out of hell. What, what you saying? We're saying WCC. We're going to mute the elders and let him get a little rest for the night. Oh, okay. But your radio station, what can I say? Now, let's let those seer reach his birth. Nevertheless, remember, the conversation here going on, David now is running things. He's the king. Now, the Jebusite day is, day is the original habit inhabitants of Jerusalem. So David's uh, kinfolk back in the days had already beat that down. Now David is still a little spot left somewhere. So David is heading further up into the southern kingdom, and in verse 7, he sees something there, and who was there was the Jebusite. They told David, you ain't coming up here, David, and do nothing. Verse 7, but nevertheless, David took the stronghold of Zion. The same is named, the same is city of David. So when David jumped Zion, what he supposed to do? He put his name there. He put his name there. David put his name there. The same is called the city of David. And David knew he was in Judah. So his word Zion was already there too when he got down to the southern kingdom. Because the southern kingdom got a big old spot. So when David seen the stronghold of Zion, the same, the city of David. So once he jumped him real good, took over. And what you do when you move into a place? You put your name there. So Zion was a the inhabitants of the Jebusite, Mr. Jebby. They was Jerusalem. But in back, a little further in the book, but we're not going back there and look at it. They was jumped. And when they was jumped, Judah put his name there, Cayman did that. So Jerusalem was burnt down. Judah took over that name. So when you see the word Jerusalem, it means Judah. When you see his word Zion, it was already there. It means the city of David. It also means Judah. Now look what happened in verse number nine there. Saudi Yahweh, verse nine. Saudi Yahweh, verse nine, what it say? What's wrong with your microphone here? WCC, get a delay in the microphone. Okay, well, you're working, working on, on her microphone too now, huh? Okay, why are you working on her yeah, microphone? Wait. Mass is on mute, but I'm, I'm here. Yahweh, I'll be with you. Uh, come on back. Uh, uh, Yahweh, look at verse 9 again. Look at verse 9. Verse 9. Second Samuel chapter 5. Mm-hmm. So David dwelt in the fort and called it the city of David. And David built round about from Milo and inward. Uh-huh. So David called it what? What did David, what did David do there? According to verse 9, what did David do? David dwelt in the fort and called it the city of David. Now let's find out what he 
call the city of David in verse 7? What did he call the city of David after he got to hook them up real good? What did he call the city of David? Verse 7. Nevertheless, David took the stronghold of Zion. The same is the city of David. <laughs> so, now, so now you see? So the word Zion do not come out of the one that's learned mouth anymore because we got the history that Zion was already there. And David got up there and whooped him real good. As a matter of fact, David made a final statement to his big signature. He told him something too. And David, 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 8. And David said, On that day, whosoever get it up to the gutter and smited the Jebusites and the lame and the blind that are hated of David's soul, he shall be chief and captain. Wherefore, they said, The blind and the lame shall not come into the house. You said, So David said, Look here. He said, now look here, y'all heard all that grazing talking over there in, the, in, in over here in Zion, huh? And Mr. Jimmy talking that talk. So he said, you ain't come up here, David. He said, the blind and the lame going to whoop you, David. And David turned around and said, I'll tell you what. Any of you men of the children of Israel go up there and knock them blind and the lame out their wheelchair. Push them off a curb, anything. Because they're talking too much smack up here. So Big Joab himself, that's how Big Joab became the big general. Big Joab broke out running. The ones in the wheelchair, blind, lame, he put them off, off the cliff. See? And David said, I like that. You went and made your, your hit quick, Big Joab, Big General. And when he made that hit, Zion was no more. Because that was a Canaanite, Mr. Jebby, Jerusalem, because remember, Southern Kenan is a wide spot. It still was the more to conquer in that land. And David's body was a capital named the city of Zion. Well, that give me something to do. So David went up there and told him, look here, y'all got to get up out of this capital. What is y'all name? He said, our name is the city of Zion. He said, yeah, but when I get through hooping y'all head, it's going to be the city of David. That's in the southern kingdom of Judah. So we got that history. So we got to take these notes that on account. When you got that history, you take these notes. You know, on a on little cards that we have, you take your notes. Because when it come up, you're supposed to be prepared to take care of this business. Want y'all to intervene? Take these notes. Stick them on the count. All right. Good. So we got that out of the way. Now let's see we bring Mother G up this right here. You see, you know, I don't know, I, I don't know if she wanna listen or she wanna hide on that microphone. We're gonna find out. Hey, Mother G up Israel. Yaqua beat the FC right. Yaqua bless you, see Israel of C Royal. Hallelujah. Qua. Are you coming to holler in the microphone or are you going to just rest back and I'll be all here? Which one are you going to do there, mother? I can holler in the microphone, but the light is kind of dim. You can holler in the microphone a little bit, mother. Hallelujah. Well, if you can holler in the microphone a little bit. 
What do we say is in Amos 3, 1, 2, and 7? What do we say in Amos chapter 3, verse 1, 2, and 7? Amos chapter 3, 1, 2, and 7. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Amos, Amos chapter 3, verses 1, 2, and 7. Verse 1 reads, Hear this word that Yahweh has spoken against you, O children of Israel, against the whole family which I brought up from the land of Egypt, saying, verse 2, You only have I known of all the families of the earth. Therefore, I will punish you for all your sins. Iniquity. Verse 7. Surely Yahweh will do nothing, but he reveals his secrets unto his servants, the seers. Jeremiah 44, 16. 
As for the word that thou hast spoken unto us in the name of Yahweh, we will not hearken, listen unto you. Ain't that the word of Pick it back up. 
at verse number. I'll pick it back up at um. Hmm, okay, pick it back up at verse number fourteen. But the eyewitness said, 
we thought he was the one to redeem Israel, the Israelites, the 12 tribes of Israel. Now, who was in, in Judah at that time? Was Judah, Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon. So he came to redeem Judah, Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon of the southern kingdom. Then they were going to be sent out for the rest of them. So by reading verse 21, we know now that that death that he was put on the table, it was to redeem Israel, according to verse 21. So now he ready to do some talking, some more talking. They still talking, and he still listening to them, because they're telling him, we, we saw that he supposed to be the one to redeem Israel. Now listen to what happens as we continue to read in verse 22. A little, bit, little, little bit more there, Mary. Luke, chapter 24, verse 22. Yes, and certain women also of our company made us astonished, which were early at the departure. 23, and when they found not his body, they came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels, which had which said that he was alive. 24, and certain of them which were with us went to the sepulchre and found it, even so as the woman had said, but him they saw not. 25, then he said unto them, O fools, and slow of heart to believe, all that the fears has spoken. 26. Ought not Yahweh's son to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? 27. And beginning at Moses and all the seers, he expounded unto them in all the things concerning himself. 28. Hold that point. Hold that point right there. Hold that point. Back up again. And, what he, and after they were telling him all that good talk, what did he call them and what did he say in verse 25 there, Sister Miriam? Luke 24, verse 25. Then he said unto them, O fools and slow of heart, to believe all that the seers have spoken. Ain't that something? And the heart is the mind. He says, he called him a fool. He said, you're supposed to believe all that the seers have spoken. <laughs> so look what you said in verse 25. He said, come lower nine. Lower nine said, you're supposed to believe all that the seers have spoken. Why so? Back up and look at Acts 15, 15. Why did you believe all that the seers have spoken? Now back up. Samaria, look at 15, verse 15 of Acts. Let's see why. Acts of Matthew. Well, make it Acts 15, 15. Let's see if it's 15, verse 15. Acts chapter 15, verse 15. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Acts 15, verse 15. And it reads, Okay. And to this 
agree the words of the seer, as it is written. Mm. He said, he said this agree. He said, this you agree. Do so you pull that from Yahweh's own voice over there in 24, 25? He said, and this is after, after Yahweh was coming back in heaven. He said, and this you agree. You believe the seer, what kind of way? As it is. Just show you something that's written. We got to put off whatever we got in our head and put it down because we read what is said. And that's the game changer. Once we're able to understand that the fierce position is to get to the elders and show them what he's saying, but what kind of way? As it is written. So once he shows you as it's written and unlock the things that we need to know, let's get a precept on that. Let's go to our first Samuel. Chapter 9. And, uh, Sister Miriam, we're going to get a precept on that in first and nine. We're going to get a precept on that because uh, the, the king to be was in trouble. And he needs he need some information. But at that time, they knew where to go find information at, at that time. We just don't know this time. We're going to 1 Samuel chapter 9, and we're going to look at verse 17 down to verse 19 and 27. They're going to tie it all in in verse 27. We're going to 1 Samuel chapter 9, verse 17 down to verse 19 and 27. Let's about to see for itself that Sister Mary, come out. Hallelujah. Yahweh. 1 Samuel chapter 9. Verse 17, and down to 27. No, 17 to 19. Hold on, hold on. 17, 18, and 19, then skip down to verse 27. Yeah, yeah. First Samuel, chapter 9. Verse 17, 18, 19, and then skip down to verse 27. And when Samuel saw Saul, the Yahweh said unto him, Behold, the man whom I spake to you of, this same shall reign over my people. Then Saul drew near to Samuel in the gate. And said, Tell me, I pray you, where the spear's house is. 19. And Samuel answered Saul and said, I am the spear. Go up before me unto the high place, for you shall eat with me today. And tomorrow I will let you go and will tell you all that is in your heart. 27. And as they were going down to the end of the city, Samuel said to Saul, Did the servant pass on before us? And he passed on, but stand you still a while that I may show you the word of Yahweh. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Yeah. 
So the seer's job is to do what again, according to verse 27 to Samaria? What is the seer's job to do, according to verse 27? To show, follow the word of Yahweh. Exactly right. So the seer's job is to show you the word of Yahweh. That is the seer's responsibility. One thing we can't be slack it on, we have to make sure when you carry such a prestige of something, you got to make sure you're doing exactly what this Bible is telling you to do. We got to show you the word of Yahweh. And that's what we're going to do. Because one thing about it, Saudi uh, Yahweh, we know in 147 of Psalms 19 and 20, the angel again is talking to David about something. Oh, uh, Saudi Yahweh, he, he's making a profound statement to David, and David's putting it in right. What he says in 147, Daughter Yahweh, 19 and 20, what he said we can read. Psalms 147, chapter, Psalms chapter 147, verses 19 and 20 reads, verse 19, he showed his word unto, unto Israel, his statutes and his judgments unto Israel. Verse 20, he have not dealt so with any nation, and as for his judgments, they have not known them. Praise ye the Yahweh. So why the other nations don't know his word? So now, again... We use uh, the the gorilla and the polar bear. The gorilla, once they have their offering, they do not take their offering to the polar bear to teach them. Neither do the polar bear take its offering to the gorilla. It don't work like that. We the only people have to learn from other people, and that's why we confuse all over the world. We the only species on the planet will refer somebody else teaching us than somebody look like we teach. That's the mindset we got to break. And that's the reason today that we teach somebody that look like you that tries to open my business, you pay him no never mind. I went to the flea market. And I looked out the flea market, I was looking around. Now you had some Israelites had some things at the flea market. And I just sit there and observe they walk right past the ones that look like them to sell about something to give a money to somebody look like somebody else. We the only species Enjoy putting our money into somebody else's hands that don't look like us. Okay? But then Yahweh made a statement, oh, daughter Yahweh. But he said something in Jeremiah chapter 30, daughter Yahweh. He made a profound statement about this. He said something he's going to do in time to come. Let's see what he said he's going to do that we can read in verse 15. And we're going to read straight on down to verse 29 and hear some nice power in the, in the nice power in that microphone. Listen, he's going to say something here. 
to Jeremiah the fear. And listen to what he says. Matter of fact, read verse 1 just to make it sound good. 30 verse 1, then skip down to 15, down to verse 22. Let's see what he says. Daughter Yahweh, come up. Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 1, 15, and 15 through 22. Verse 1 reads. The word that came to Jeremiah from the Yahuwah saying, verse 15, Why criest thou for thy affliction? Thy sorrow is incurable for the multitude of thy iniquity, because thy sins were increased. I have done these things unto you. Verse 16, Therefore, all they that devour thee shall be devoured, and all thine adversaries, Every one of them shall go into captivity, and they that spoil thee shall be a spoil, and all that prey upon thee will I give for a prey. Verse 17, for I will restore health unto thee, and I will heal thee of thy wounds, said the Yahweh, because they called thee an outcast, saying, this is Zion, whom no man seeketh after. Verse 18, thus said the Yahuwah, behold, I will bring again the captivity of Israel's tent and have mercy on his dwelling place. And the city shall be builded upon her own heap, and the palace shall remain after the manner thereof. Verse 19, and out of them shall proceed thanksgiving, and the voice of them that make merry, and I will multiply them and they shall not be few. I will also glorify them, and they shall be all. Verse 20, that also shall be as a foretime, and congregation shall be established, and punish all that oppression. Verse 21, and that people shall be of them, and their governor shall proceed from them. And I will call him to draw near, and he shall approach unto me. For so who is this approach unto me, said the Yahweh. Verse 22, and you shall be my people, and I will be your Yahweh. All right. So, so uh, who are you saying will be your people? Now, this can be not Hold on, 
I'm hearing I'm hearing a feedback, WC. I'm kinda hearing some feedback. I kinda think I where it's coming from now. I'm hearing a little feedback now, it's kinda it's kinda holding holding from hearing plainly so if I'm hearing a little feedback, we know the mass audience hear a little feedback. Now, what do it say in five verse number nine? Second Samuel five nine. What do you say there? Y'all for us. Huh? Second Samuel chapter five verse nine. So David dwelt in the fort and called it the city of David. And David built round about from Milo and inward. Mm-hmm. What did he call the city of David in verse seven? Nevertheless, David took the stronghold of Zion. The same in the city of David. So, so what is he called in the city of David? Zion. Okay. Excellent. Now let's come back to the third chapter again, and we we'll look at verse number seventeen. Back to Jeremiah thirty, verse seventeen again. Jeremiah chapter thirty, verse seventeen. For I will restore health unto thee, and I will heal thee of thy wounds, said the Yahweh. Because they called thee an outcast, saying, This is the city of David, whom no man seeketh after. Yes. Look at Judah. You see that? Yes. Yes. So Zion is the city of David, and David is the tribe of Judah. See his word, Zion. So, so we know they'll pull up Zion back there. They'll put it back out there in that land again already. So all these words that we know. They came on into it because the other people had it. The sins of Esau have brought these words back and put it right in your lap by you not knowing the history. Uh, those of the world don't know Zion was defeated by David. The world don't know Jerusalem was defeated by Judah, Caleb, Judah. But what they did by bringing once you went off into captivity in the brain and now became African-Americans, Negroes, and color. And everything got away from you. Good. And that's why we read the Bible the way they, they don't tell us to read the Bible. But you got a ministry now can read the Bible a little bit different because we know whatever you're doing now, you had to take it from us. I'm going to get a case in point with Mother Eve. Now, I'm going to get a case in point. Let me show you what even the Arab took something from you. The Arab took something from you. The Arab is a descendant of Ishmael. They take something from you, but we don't know it. We do know it. We're going to show you in the Bible. Uh, Mother, Mother Eve. I'm going to bag back up here. Genesis for a minute. I want to see a prophecy, mother, that happened in the book of Genesis. It's a prophecy out of Mother Eve, and I want to pull that prophecy out. It was someone said Mother Eve and prophecy in the book of Genesis. Someone said, and um, I want to walk. I want to walk down. That avenue. Well, I'm about the 18th chapter, mother. It was something was said, and I'm going to walk down that avenue. Hmm. Let's see what we can read 
and maybe make it 21. I'm, I'm struggling right now, mother. I'm doing a little struggling right now. But it's something I want to look at that will say it. Because, see, everybody has chunk a chunk out of the children of Israel. Everybody. Everybody. Matter of fact, um, hey, Mother Eve, uh, Mother Eve of Israel, read what it says in Jeremiah 50, verse 7. Why I try to get this verse together. What it says in Jeremiah 50 verse 7 about the of Israel. 50 verse 7, what it say? All right, Jeremiah 50 verse 7. Mm-hmm. Jeremiah chapter 50 verse 7 reads. Um, Jeremiah 50, verse 7 reads, All that found them have devoured them. And their adversary said, We offend not, because they have sinned against Yahweh, the inhabitant of justice, even Yahweh, the hope, of their fathers. Because you see, everybody knows about you, but you. He says, they told Jeremiah to write. He said, Jeremiah, write this. Every nation on the planet is guilty concerning you. And they know why you're in trouble today because you sin against your mighty one because you made a lot of promises. You made a lot of promises uh, to our tribes of Israel. Now, in fact, let's read one of the poems you made in Exodus 19 of Mother D of Israel, verse 19, and skip down to verse 7 and 8. See, understand something. The world knows why you're in the condition you're in today. But they is not going to tell you, just like I was looking at, I was looking at some of my old notes about how they will tell you about, you know, we had nothing to do with the slave trade. We had nothing to do with it. And plus, uh, you weren't you even in the slave trade. I mean, they have cooked the books on the so good, but one thing about it, the record, when you sit down and just look at the record, then you'll see a lot of things that we're going to bring up. A lot of things we're going to bring up. But Mother D of Israel, what it says, and we're going to look at, we're going to give you, the world tell you about this slave trade that really, really, we don't even believe it happened. And then, then the people of the of Esau, the one that called just Jew now, he'll say, oh, we had nothing to do with it. But I was looking at a record of my old note. And I've got about 20 names from Kimber Institution. i got a list of 20 of all the ships that were part of the slave trade. And we're going to read that one day of the come. And we're going to find out the nationality of the one that not only sponsored the slave trade, 
but was the one that was at the auction to buy at the, at the Lolo, and it's told by their own people. But they'll let you go all through school and never tell you about the hidden hand. Because once you understand the hidden hand, you won't continue to do all the things that you do with somebody look like somebody else. That's why it's very important to understand something about knowledge and information. You children of Israel. You send in the voices of the children like to you to show you that everything that you thought you know according to this Bible is totally wrong. And we're going to prove it. Finally, through these lessons, we're going to prove it through historical documents, facts, history, and just through the Spirit of Yahweh, show you everything you thought you know about anything is totally wrong, and we're going to show you exactly how to straighten it up. But you got to remember what Mother Ray is, 1434. You got to do your own understanding. You got to take all the knowledge you thought you, thought you had. It's just teaching you to take your brain out and just synthesize just for a minute and take notes on the six and on accounts of Borfield and Children's Life. You'd be surprised what we're going to bring out if you get that spirit out you just for a minute. Yeah, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to let you work with my brain for a minute. I'm going to see where you're going. And that's all you got to do. And watch what happens. Watch what happens. Now, Mother D of Israel, what do it says in the book called, listen to what it says. And listen to the response of the people. Verse 3, skip down to 7, 8. Come on, Mother. Hey, see, I thought you said 19. I did say 19. 19, verse uh-huh. 3. Yes, I said that, Mother. Yes, I did say that. The 19th chapter, okay. verse 3, and the skip down to 7 and 8. Okay, Exodus 19, verse 3, verse uh, 7 and 8. Yes. Huh? After you read verse three. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Hallelujah. After you read 19, verse 3, get down to 7 and 8. Exodus chapter 19, verse 3. And Moses went up. Yahweh and, and Yahweh called unto him out of the mountain, saying, Thus shall you say to the children, of Jacob and tell the children of Israel. Verse 7. And Moses came and called for the elders of the people and laid therefore their face all these words which Yahweh which which Yahweh commanded him. Verse 8. And all the people answered together and said, All that Yahweh has spoken, we will do. And Moses returned the words of the people unto Yahweh. Yeah. So who was Yahweh waiting to hear from? Who did he send? He said Moses. And Moses went and got the elders. And said, that's the protocol. Mm-hmm. That's why they keep on. 
That is the protocol. Yahweh spoke to Moses and told Moses what to do, and Moses went grab the elders and told to the elders, and they said it to the children of Israel. And David's response was, all that Yahweh said, we would do. And then they mm. kicked it up a notch. And Deuteronomy 5, and they kicked it up a notch, mother, and Deuteronomy 5. <laughs> Look what they said mm-hmm. in Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse number 27. We'll read down to this point. Now, now here, now here's the protocol. The protocol is this. The protocol is Yahweh spoke to Moses. Then once Moses mm-hmm. got down, he went down to hell. And when the elders got it clear, they went to the children of Israel. Now, we understand Moses still talking. You know, he got the elders again. And what did the people respond in verse Deuteronomy 5, 27, down to verse 29? Let's look at this right here again. 5, mm-hmm. 27, down to verse 29. What did they say that mother, G of Israel? Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 27 to 29. Verse 27, go thou near and hear all that Yahweh, our Yahweh, shall say, and speak thou unto us all that Yahweh, our Yahweh, shall speak unto you, and we will hear it and do it. 28, Hmm. and Yahweh heard the voice of your words. When when you spake unto me, and Yahweh said unto me, I have heard the voice of the words of this people, which they have spoken unto you. They have well said all that they have spoken. 29. Oh, that there were such in mind in them, that they would fear me and keep all my commandments, my law, always, that it might be well with them and with their children forever. You see that? So, Mother, tell me something. What will be well with their children forever? Is it how much? Latin, Greek, or Hebrew, we you know, what would be well for Israel forever, according to that last verse you read? What would be no. well with the children of Israel? Go ahead. If they keep the law, Yahweh's law. If they keep the law, what do you say behind it? If they keep the law, that's his commandments, what do you say in that verse that would get the national orders need to hear? Read the verse again. Well, be well, well with them and with their children forever. You see that? So, what we got to understand, Six Anointed County, from South Carolina all the way to Chicago, we have to teach the children of Israel got to come back to the law, statutes, and commands. That will be well with you forever. That will be well with you. It's not how much Latin, how much Greek you know, how much Hebrew you know. That don't get you nothing. What gets you where you want to get to 
if you look in the mirror and see if you're doing a law, statutes, and a communion, that will be well with you. Now, give me a precept on that, uh, uh, Mother D.F. Israel. Give me a precept. Because they came while he was walking the face of the earth. And they asked him a question after 19. They asked him something, Mother. They looked in the eyeball and eyeball. Some questions on the table. And he'll let you bump your gums. Then he will respond to you. In Matthew chapter 19, verse 16 and 17, Mother D.F. Israel, what was said? Matthew 19, Matthew 19, 16, and 17. Yes, ma'am. Matthew chapter 19, verse 16, and verse 17. Verse 16 reads, And behold, one came and said unto him, Good master. What good things shall I do that I may have eternal life? Verse 17. And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is Yahweh the Father. But mm-hmm. if thou wilt enter into life, keep the law. The commandments of Yahweh. <laughs> so if you want to get into this eternal life, you got to keep the law, statutes, and commandments. Let's get a precept on that, Mother. And we come back to Mother 10, verse 25 and 26. You always somebody going to want to run the fat mouth. And Yahweh, he loves to hear you run the fat mouth. Then he going to respond to the fat mouth. Let's go to Luke chapter 10, verse 25 and 26. Let's see the same, Mother. We get a precept on this. Luke chapter 10, verse 25 and 26. Luke chapter 10, verse 25 and 26. Yes, ma'am. And 26. Luke chapter 10, verse 25. And behold, a and tempt him, saying, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Verse 26. He said unto him, What is written in the law? Now read thou. Mother E. Oh, 
I'm talking to you, Mother um, Okay, let's try to make sure. All right, two verse three. Wait a minute. Genesis chapter two, verse three. Mm-hmm. And Yahweh blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because that in it. He had rested from all his works, which Yahweh created and made. So what day is the blessed day according to the Bible? The seventh day. Sundown Friday, sundown Saturday is the blessed day. Mm-hmm. Now we got souls that got all type of degrees. I need to do it, all type of things. And they can discern that when you go on to work with them on, on Sunday, first day, we can go on there. They can't see past that. And these are the ones that teach us our loved ones. These are the ones that do all type of things in the business of this world. And they can't figure out that the blessed day in the Bible is the last day, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They can't figure out the last day, the blessed day, and that's sundown Friday and sundown Saturday. So you see, this thing right here has been a load on the children of Israel. You got 99% of the northern kingdom in the Roman Catholic Church on Sunday at 9 o'clock until worshiping Guadalupe. Ninety nine percent of the ten northern tribes that's led by Ephraim and Vanessa, Roman Catholic, ninety nine percent. And they cannot even figure out that Sunday is the wrong day to worship the man of this body. They can't even figure it out. So we got a big job on our hands. And another thing, we got little mother read in 50 verse 7. Everybody guilt. Now, mother, mother Eve, let's take a look at something in the 17th chapter, verse 1. We're going to Genesis 17, verse 1. Let's find out who else guilty. See, everybody's guilty. And everybody took a piece of you, 12 tribes of Israel, and they added things to it, and you think they own something. But really what they did is taking it from you. Now watch, watch Mother Eve expose everybody. Think about 17 verse 1, Mother Eve, Genesis. 17 verse 1, is read a little bit. The book of Genesis, chapter 17, verse 1. And when Abraham, went, and when Abram was 90 years old and nine, Yahweh appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the Almighty, Yahweh, walk before me and be thou perfect. And I will make my covenant between me and thee, and will multiply thee exceedingly. Verse 3, And Abram fell on his face, and Yahweh talked with him, saying, As for me, were spoke. As for me, behold, my covenant 
is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of many nations. Verse 5. Neither shall thy name any more be called Abel, but thy name shall be Abraham, for a father of many nations have I made thee. Verse 6. And I will make thee exceedingly fruitful, and I will make a nation of thee, and kings shall come out of thee. Verse 7. And I will establish my covenant between me and thee, and thy seed after thee, and thy generation for an everlasting covenant, to be a Yahweh unto thee, and, and to thy seed after thee. Verse 8. And I will give unto thee, and to thy seed after thee, the land wherein thou art a stranger, all the land of Canaan, for an everlasting possession, and I will be their Yahweh. Verse 9, And Yahweh said unto Abraham, Thou shalt keep my covenant, thou and thy seed after thee, and thy generation. That's good. That's good. Right there, right there. I, I won't stop right there for a minute. So now, so we find out that Yahweh is talking to Abram and he changed his name to Abraham. We clear about that. He said, uh, now I'm going to give you Abraham a land called the land of Canaan. But it's, it's not only for you, you, uh, Abram. It's for the the children of your loins that come out your body. So now that's good. That's good talk so far. So now, that's good talk. So Abram knows that Yahweh has promised him some big business. And he told him some good stuff. And and I want to reiterate what he said again in verse number 16. Listen to what he said in verse 16. Now, mother, you, now you're on some of it. You just take care of little business, so you own something. Verse 16, what does it say? Genesis chapter 17, verse 16. Verse 16 reads, And I will bless her and give thee a throne also of her. Yea, I will bless her, and she shall be a mother of a nation, kings of people. To be of her. Now look, now, now, look, now look at the latter day saints. So who was the hurt, Phil? So now, you know, so, so we got a bag up, mother, and tight is all in. I, 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 okay. Mm-hmm. Let's find out who this, this, this is going to get this blessing. Bag up, mother, and pick it verse 15. We might as well take care of this. Read verse 15. Who is he, who is he talking about? And Yahweh said unto Abraham, As for Sarai, thou wife, thou shalt not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall her name be. You see that? So now you see, we got a lot of our classes, we got a lot of 
uh, women's cross service. So you see, that's, that's big talk. But now that we're going to find out now. He just made a distinction on what he's going to do business with. He said, now, you know Abraham had more than one wife. He had three wives. But he specifically picked out the one that the one he wants, Yahweh wants. And see, this is one of the greatest mysteries and teachers. Abraham, Abraham had three wives, but he said the one that I'm going to do business with is the wife called Sarah. That's the one I'm going to do this for. Out of your three wives, you're going to have Abraham, his court, his Torah, the 25th chapter, you had one in 14 called Hagar. You had two wives decide this one right here. So you tell Abraham, the woman that I'm going to do business with, and some big things going to happen out of this woman right here in verse 16. What do you say you'll do for this woman? This is really good, that mother. You're on mother. Let's take care of this business in verse 16. Verse 16. And I will bless her. Forever, and give her a son also of her favor. Yea, I will bless her, and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of people shall be of her. And then we are like on the way of learning something. It was the blessing of the three women, but the woman that received the highest blessing was Sarah. Sarah's going to get the highest blessing from the mighty one told Abel. That's something to know now. Because when we take care of this little business with mother, Sarah is the one out of the three women that he had that Yahweh deal with. He had three wives. But the one Yahweh deal with was Sarah. He said, you got something coming. Now, Sarah, that's big business here. Good. Let's keep on reading. Now, what happened in verse number 17 and 18? This is good. 17, what happened, love, in 17 and 18? Okay. Genesis chapter 17, verse 17 and verse 18. Then Abraham fell upon his face and laughed and said in his mind, Shall a child be born unto him that is a hundred years old, and shall Sarah that is ninety years old bear? Eighteen. And Abraham said unto Yahweh, O that I kneel my meal before thee. Let's look what happened here. Look what happened here, Moses. It says, um, Abraham fell on his face. So laughing. But he wasn't laughing at Yahweh. He was laughing his mind. He was laughing his mind. Yahweh, he said his mind, my first wife is 90 years old, and you going to tell me if he's talking to his mind. But Yahweh read, he read the mind. See? Because now, mother, hey, mother, mother, he put a mark for that mother. Put something there just for a minute. I just want to get one verse and come right back. That's all. I just want to get one verse. Mother. So, see, I need to get one verse, mother. 
in the 18th chapter, mother, let me say in 1814. What he says in Genesis 1814, mother, okay, the book of Genesis, chapter 18, mm-hmm. verse 14. Mm-hmm. Genesis chapter 18, verse 14 reads, Is anything too hard for the Yahweh? At the time upon I will return unto thee according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. Hey, that's something. See, that's what we're trying to tell the 59 accounts now. We know it looks it looks look dim on every side. But Yahweh has chosen this ministry to deliver the final goal of the knockout on the sin. I know. Yeah, I know there's a lot of resistance in sitting on the couch because a lot of them got some things in their head, just got to get it out their head. Huh? But you got to be on one accord, one mind, one sex, because it's going to happen. That's why it's no accident at count one, you got to land vacant on the left, south, north, east, west. It's all vacant. It's all vacant. One thing we do know, if we do the same thing that they did at the destruction of the of, of the southern kingdom, see the southern kingdom, it was the seventh wonder of the world that temple they built up. But one thing they had in that temple was a lot of gold, gold everywhere. Huh? But Titus put that thing to fire. He burnt that thing down. So where did all that gold up in there? That gold melted into the bricks and everything else. And that's why Yahweh the Son said, when they come down on you, it will be not one stone on the mill that won't be thrown down. See, they couldn't understand. They told Yahweh, listen, look at all these beautiful things over here. He said, when they get through tearing this place down, it won't be one stone on the mill that won't be thrown down. See, we never knew why that happened. But the gold melted into the brick. And the Romans came and taking everything and get their hand on because the gold melted when it got hot. And it melted into all the foundations and melted into the brick. So you know what the Romans were doing? They were taking all that gold back to, to, to get them a couple dollars on it. And that's why you can't find no wearing wall nowhere on the true land of the southern kingdom of the temple that. Because they had gold on it, even on the foundation, on the walls, on everything they had gold there. And once that gold melted into the, into all the parts of the building, the Romans was in charge, so they took that thing up out of the room. That's why you see them going out about some wailing walls. Man, that's a, that's a fort that was a Tony old fort. That thing was built up way after that. That wailing wall, that ain't nothing but a but remember, we live by everything Yahweh said. He said there won't be one stone that would not be thrown down. He said when you get through, when they get through with this temple, it's going to be no sign of it there because you know why? Gold was melted in the foundation, in the walls, on all the parts around the temple. And you know what the Romans did? They're taking it. They're taking all that gold. And now you, the truth, 
going out of all the people, which is, was plowed down like a field. That's what the temple was at. Not the wailing wall you see today. Not that 36 acres you see on that granite rock where the Muslims got the temple in. The temple was nowhere near that. It was down by the Dion Springs. But see, the six and nine camps know these things. The world don't. That's why we got a big job to get up. Now, we leave, we leave that off of that now. Now, come back, mother. So let's read a little bit more. Now, Abraham fell his faith. And he said, Sarah is 90 years old. And he's 10 years older than Sarah. It's God's dog. How is I'm 90 years old? She's 90 and I'm 100 years old. He said, how is this going to happen? He said, it's mine. But then he made a statement out of his mouth. Look what he, look what he said in, out of his mouth in verse 18. Mother. Hey, mother, what did he say in 17, 18? 17, 18, now, 18, 18. We'll make it 17, 18. Look at Genesis, chapter 17, verse 18. Verse 18 reads, And Abraham, and Abraham said unto Yahweh, O that I kneel before thee. He said, he said, he said, he said, I got a boy already called Ishmael. He said, Ishmael is what you call today the father of the Arab, what you call the Muslim today. You know, the Asalama Lincoln. This is Ishmael. He's the father of the Asalama Lincolns and all that good stuff, the Muslim. He said, now, my boy, I got a boy already from uh, Hagar. He said, now, let everything happen to him. He said, I'm 100 years old. My wife is 90. He said, let, let, let the... Islam, the head of Islam, called Ishmael, may live before thee. He said, why don't you put what you're telling me, put it on, on, on my boy Ishmael, because I already got him. So my wife told me, Sarah, go into my maid and marry her and produce your heir, you know. He said, I already made me a good move already. Okay, that's enough dramatic. What happened in verse 19? Verse 19, and Yahweh said, Sarah, thou wife, will there be a son indeed, and thou shalt call his name Isaac, and I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant, and with his seed after him. Ain't that something? Ain't that nice? That's nice, mommy. That's nice. So now, then we're going to find out on the way to find out something. We're going to find out that the covenant was given to Abraham not to go to the Arabs, which is called the Asimama Lincoln today. The covenant wasn't to the Arabs, but the Arabs got to now worshiping over there in Mecca. But we don't know the history that the Mecca was the number one slave train that when you, when you got there, they the one, just the one kicking and reading it. And ship you all over the world is. Mecca is the number one slave trade for the children of Israel. I know you don't know that. And a lot of us, it's Islam. We're doing the things that Islam has taught us, not knowing the history. Covenant was not given to Islam. It was not given to the Muslims. 
the covenant was given to according to what we read. Yahweh said in 19, and Yahweh said, better about wife shall bear thee a son, and shall call his name Isaac, and I will establish my covenant with him for a, what kind of covenant? Everlasting covenant and with his seed after him. So now we need to know these things because you got a lot of brothers and sisters. They, they all off into the Muslim religion. They do the thing that the Muslims do. And then on the same time, Yahweh ain't no covenant with no Muslims. He has blessed them, but he ain't no covenant with them. They are blessed. You read the next verse and find out he did bless them, but he don't. Abram, it's a little talk going on 
because he goes, Abraham is a kicking book for Ishmael to get this covenant of all the stuff you give me, give it to my boy Ishmael, the Arab man, the one they call Arab. But the word Arab only means a wanderer. But that's no lesson too. Read verse 20. Verse 20. And that's what Ishmael, I have heard the Behold, I have blessed him and will make him fruitful and will multiply him exceedingly, exceedingly. Twelve princes shall he beget, and I will make him a great nation. What's that? What Islam do like Farrakhan and they all often they Islam stuff. 
ain't no covenant with no, ain't no covenant with, ain't no covenant with, with them. The covenant with this, Isaac, then somebody came after Isaac, then we'll take care of tomorrow night. Let's so remember, those who come on faith, come on time and think the clock and we can get going. You never know what's going to be said, but we'll take care of all the business. So we're going to bring Mother Jesus and see, do she want to respond on what I'll say? Or do y'all got something for her to say about anything on the table? Let's see we meet and greet Mother Z, another one of the mothers out of Camp 1. Hey, Mother Z, one of the mothers out of Camp 1. Got why did you have seen her Yeah, well, I'm blessed and keep it here. Yeah, well, I'm blessed and keep it here. Israel, the royal sea. I really have to ask. I really have to ask, Yeah, well. 
although they were blessed, but they ain't got no covenant with it. So you should not be in no religion called Islamic if you are children of the book, children of Israel. They came out of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, whose name was changed of Israel. You should not be in you should not be in no Islamic nothing. Once you understand KK denying. Now, and another thing that you don't know that but we know because something that the Arabs do, and if you don't get to the store in time, they pray five times a day. Right? Right. I wonder where they got that from. I wonder where they got that pray five times a day from. Where did they get that from? Did they get it from heaven? Or did they just get it and add on something? Let's go in the Bible, uh, Sister Miriam. Let's find out something along the way to find out something. Let's find out about this this thing. And tell yourself Miriam. Can you help those kids out in verse three and verse ten? Let's see what it says in Daniel, and Daniel's from the tribe of Judah. Let's find out something in Daniel six, verse three and verse ten. What is that? Sister Miriam? Hallelujah. I'm here. <clears throat> Hallelujah, Daniel, chapter 6, verse 3 and 10. Let me read, verse 3. Then this Daniel was preferred above the president and prince because an excellent spirit was in him, and the king thought to set him over the whole realm. Verse 10, now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house, and his windows being opened in his chamber toward that Judah. He kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his Yahweh as he did aforetime. Oh, you mean that the Arabs are looking to your Bible and took the prayer of figuring five times a day, but really the Bible says, let's find out a little bit more about this right here. Let's, let's find out a little bit more about this. Uh, let's go to... Daniel, I need to find out who, who, is, this, who, is, this, who is this guy. Who is Daniel? Who is I, need, I need to know who he is. I need to know who Daniel is. Who is Daniel and 613? Can you have now, Sister Marion, who is Daniel and, six, and 613? Who is Daniel? Hallelujah. <clears throat> Hallelujah, Daniel, chapter 6, verse 13, and it reads, Then answered they and said before the king that Daniel, which is of the children of the captivity of that Judah, regarded not you, O king, nor the decree that you had signed, but making his petition three times a day, 
6, verse 10, and 7, verse 13, and he prayed three times. After Mama Lincoln, man, now added two more prayers to it. Now, baby, about the lodges. Now, they been, they been called red-headed. If you don't believe the Bible, are you going to uh, chew off the bat mouth? You see, it's up to you. I got to kill the Bible, man. Bible says you pray evening, morning, and noon. That's one, two, three. Islam says you pray five times a day. Wait a minute. Where did you get that from? I know it says in Malachi 3, verse 6, y'all are the same today, yesterday, forever. I know it says in Hebrews 13, verse 8, he's the same today, yesterday, forever. He don't change. So he didn't change the prayer rule for him to hear. So those that Israelites are sent, pray like the Muslim pray, you're out of order according to the Bible. So the same Take your time now, Sister Mary, and get your heart, get your clock, you want to clock, come on. Um, closing statement coming out the book of uh, Hallelujah, coming out the book of uh, Psalms 56. And I just, it's something in my spirit, I just keep hearing this word saying simple, simple. Um, I would like to ask you all, what does that come to mind when you hear that word simple? <clears throat> And that's what uh, I've been hearing in my spirit. But also here, uh, it was a song, but I'm not going to sing it. I'm going to read it. Um, and, okay. Be merciful unto me, O Yahweh, for man will swallow me up. He fighting daily oppresses me. Verse 2. My enemies would daily swallow me up. For they be many that fight against me. O Yahweh, what time I am afraid, I will trust in you. For in Yahweh I will praise his word. In Yahweh I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. Verse 5. Every day they rasp my word. All their thoughts are against me for evil. Six, they gather themselves together. They hide themselves. They mark my steps when they wait for my soul. Seven, shall they escape by iniquity? In your anger, cast down the people, O Yahweh. Eight, you tell of my wondering, put you my tears into your bottle. Are they not in your book? When I cry unto you, then shall my enemies turn back. This I know, for Yahweh is for me. In Yahweh will I praise his word. In Yahweh will I praise his word. In Yahweh have I put my trust. I will not be afraid what man can do unto me. Your vows are upon me, O Yahweh. I will render praise unto you. For you have delivered my soul from death. Will you not deliver? Will not you deliver my feet from falling, that I may walk before Yahweh in the light of the living? Hallelujah, Yahweh. And that's, that's the message that sent out to the 12 tribes. 
that involve Israel. All right. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter what thirteen? Well, make it sixteen. Make it sixteen and read thirteen down the verse. Let's keep reading till we get our point. Let's figure that uh, sixteen thirteen. Let's see what let's see what we can get out of this uh daughter Yahweh. Pick it up at Matthew chapter sixteen. Pick it verse thirteen. Let's read till we get our point. Come on. Matthew chapter sixteen verse thirteen. When Yahweh, the son of Yahweh, the father, came into the coast of Caesarea, Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the son of man, am? Verse 14, they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, son Elias, and others, Jeremiah, or one of the seers. Verse 15, he said unto them, But whom say ye that I am? Verse 16, and Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Yahweh, the son of Yahweh the Father, the son of the living Yahweh. Verse 17, and Yahweh the Father answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood have not revealed it unto you, but my Father which is in heaven. Verse 18. Hold on, hold on, right there. And that's a big topic there. He said, who do man say I am? He asked me the wrong thing. He said, he teaches. Some say you, Jeremiah. Some say, they say you, reincarnation of Jeremiah. Then he said, okay, but who do you say I am? Mm-hmm. And Peter said, plainly. You are Yahweh the son of Yahweh the father. He said, Peter, I bought out about to Peter. I ain't said nothing to you. Flash and blood. My father in heaven one told you this. So that's why Peter became a chief speaker next to this way. Because Peter looked at my father's eyeballs. I know who you are. You are you are Yahweh the son. Of the living Yahweh the Father. And now, look what the song going to say behind this in verse 19. Now, verse 19. Matthew chapter 10, verse 19. And I will give unto you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Now, Dr. Yahweh, who is who is Yahweh the Son saying gonna have the keys to heaven and whatever you bound on on earth is bound in heaven? Who is he talking to? 
is the morning. And the noon hour, well, okay, I can't take care tomorrow. I'll knock it off tomorrow. But understand one thing. Three times, three times the children of Israel prayed. They prayed evening, morning, and noon. So we know if he come on the ninth hour, that's 3 p.m. So that's part I know I got right, 3 p.m. So 3 p.m. is going to that temple site, 3 p.m. That's the ninth hour of the Bible. So Peter was following the Bible. He know he had a prayer to do at 3 p.m. And we know the morning. morning is the third hour, and the sixth hour is noon. That's, that's right. Now I got it right. Now you're comfortable. Six hours. The sixth hour is noon. The third hour is morning. The ninth hour is 3 p.m. And the twelfth hour, we'll, we'll put the clock together later. We'll put the clock together later, and we'll take care tomorrow. So right now what I'm going to do is just call a Jagger 216 on Because sometimes things do it, but don't see every nine days. But we, want, we know one thing, you want to pray three times a day, according to the Bible. Evening, morning, and noon. Now, Peter came there on the ninth hour. That's 3 p.m. I know we got that part right. 3 p.m. And we'll set the whole clock tomorrow at 6 o'clock. The whole clock will be set up. With no problem. All right, daughter, y'all, boy, you still tall again. What's your closing statement? You're on the clock tomorrow. Okay, come from the Wisdom of Solomon, chapter 3, 9 through 11. They that put their trust in him shall understand the truth, and such as be faithful in love shall abide with him. For grace and mercy is to his, is to his saints, and he hath care for his elect. But the unrighteous shall be punished according to their own imaginations, which have neglected the righteousness and forsaken the Yahweh. For who so despise wisdom and under and in nurture he is miserable, and their hope is in vain. Their labor is unfruitful, and their work unprofitable. Hallelujah, 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 Hallelujah. Yeah. 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 Okay, good. So the twelfth hour is the sixth hour. So when, when we get to six, go straight down, up, up and down. So now when we get to when it's at the change of the time, the twelfth hour, the sixth hour, third hour is nine o'clock in the morning. That's the third hour. That morning, nine o'clock a.m. And that sixth hour is twelve. And we're gonna find out this. And we're going to find out if that's 12. We're going to find out what hour is this, this hour 
right here. Mother, 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 no, mother, dear Israel. We're going to find out something. We're going to Amos, and we're going to find out something. We're going to find out something. And we get a cold statement out of you, mother. In the book of Amos, mother, dear Israel, I'm going to go to the book of Amos for a minute. I want to see something. In the book of Amos, mother, dear Israel, I want to take a look at something. And the ninth chapter of the book of Amos. Make it the eighth chapter. Huh? Yeah, make it the eighth chapter, Mother. We're going to Amos chapter eight, verse nine. What do we say is in eight, verse number nine? Amos chapter eight, verse nine. And it shall come to pass in that day says Yahweh, that I will cause the sun to go down at noon, and I will darken the earth in the clear day. So the sun going to go down, what time, mother? What time will go down? At noon. At noon. Oh, okay. You can go down at noon. Now let's see what time that is. Noon is twelve o'clock on our on our time. Let's start out by going to Matthew's mother. And we're gonna close the statement. Let's start out when is this? You so said Matthew. We're going to Matthew's and find out something. On the way of finding out something. We're going to Matthew's for a minute. Mother. You say now, you told the seer, remember say, I would do nothing but the bread of my secrets and my servants is here. Let's find out about this. He said he said he'll have a sun to go down at noon. That's right. twelve o'clock. Right? Mm-hmm. Let's see what the see we go to Matthew chapter twenty seven. Let's find out when it's noon, according to the Bible. We go on and look at first number twenty seven forty five. Twenty-seven forty-five, mother. Let's find out when it is. You just got to read. Matthew twenty-seven, verse forty-five. Now, from the sixth hour, there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. Eight that. So now, so noon, according to the Bible, is what time, mother? The ninth hour. No, according to the Bible, mother. Look at the Bible, mother. According to the Bible, what time? What what time is the sixth hour? Verse forty-five. Oh, from the from now from the sixth hour, there was darkness. Over all the land until the ninth hour. So what time is noon? What time is noon, mother? According to verse forty-five. The sixth hour. No, you said you said like you want to hear the rick. It is the sixth I'm hour. Not really, I'm not really I'm sure. Uh, you're not sure, but then you got to. 
You gotta pass it on then. Hey, hey, mother, mother E. What did you get out of verse forty-five, there, mother E? What me? Yeah, what you get out of forty five? What what you get out of verse forty five? Okay. Okay, I guess uh it's just gonna out. Yeah. Darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. So darkness came what time on the sixth hour? And the darkness lasted until the ninth hour. Darkness came on the sixth hour. And it lasted all the way until the ninth hour. Okay. Now from the sixth hour, there was darkness all over the land until the ninth hour. So the darkness came six hours. Mm-hmm. The darkness came on the sixth hour, and it lasted all the way to the ninth hour. Mm-hmm. Is that what we read, Mother? Is that what we read? That's what it said. So darkness started on the sixth hour, and it lasted all the way to the ninth hour. <laughs> So you got it, Mother D.L. Israel? The darkness started at the sixth hour, and it stayed dark all the way to the ninth hour. Can I get a hallelujah for all that, Mother D.L. Israel? Well, I must just say, it says that, and it shall come to pass, in that day, says Yahweh, that I will cause the sun to go down at noon now, and no, will right. darken. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to darken at noon. So now we know what time noon is. Right. So now we know what time noon is in the Bible. Noon in the Bible is the sixth hour. So what we will find out from the fear, now we know what noon is see noon and as we know it is twelve o'clock. But noon in the Bible is six is six. It's six hours. So noon in the Bible is the six hours. That's what we know. So the Bible's noon is the sixth hour. From the sixth hour to the ninth hour, it got dark. So we know that noon in the Bible is the sixth hour. So he told us here, I'm going to have it be dark at noon. He didn't put no time on it at noon because noon in the Bible is the sixth hour. According to verse 27, 45, and the closing statement. Read it again, and we'll close out. We'll check it out tomorrow, too. But what we'll find out that noon in the Bible, according to 27, 
I think we should pass on it right now because it, it get dark at six, before six o'clock. Well, we're talking Bible now. We're talking Bible right now. The old saying says, fake it until you can make it. So now, Phil already knows this stuff hands down. So he just come out. Mm-hmm. So now, what we're saying, in 27 verse 2645, it tells plainly, now from the sixth hour, there was darkness. For the sixth hour, it got dark. And we went back to the fear, and it was told by the fear in advance, at noon, the sun won't go down. But we found out that the Bible noon is the sixth hour. Okay? But we know in our world today, noon is 12 o'clock. But see, man, I'm changed the time and everything. But we know from the Bible, noon is the six hours. How we know? It tells you. Verse 45. Now from the six hours, there was darkness all over the land. For what time in the world? The six hours. That's when it got dark. Amos told you, you told Amos, I'm going to darken it at noon. So the Bible's noon is the six hours. That's all we say. We'll check it again tomorrow. But closing statement. Until we get to tomorrow. What you gonna say about the GFS level? My closing statement is um, Psalm nineteen one nineteen and I'm gonna read a couple of verses. Uh starting at one thirty two. Look thou upon me. And be merciful unto me, as thou used to do unto those that love your name. 133. Order my steps in your word, and let not sin have dominion over me. For, uh, 134. Deliver me from the oppression of man. So will I keep your precepts. 135. Make thou face to shine upon your servant and teach me thou statues. Hallelujah. 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 Now, at so you see, that's why we say we come home on these ballcats, but if you got so much to get back to oil on this slippery slope, like you know, like the snake, like like the snake, he make a trail. He never straight. If we move, he, he move crooked. So we got to show everything that wants in talk is totally wrong. Even the sit up, even the sitting time on the clock, even the clock is wrong according to the Bible. We got the clock even wrong. And we're going to take care of that tomorrow night, too. Now, mother, mother, 
Now come back and read me verse 45 and 46 in the closing section. Let's look at Matthew 27, verse 45 and, and 46. And, and a closing statement. And we catch you at 6 o'clock sharp too tomorrow. What did it say that moment? 27, 45, and 46. What did it say in Matthew? Matthew chapter 27, verse 45 and 46. Matthew chapter 27, verse 45. Okay. Verse 45. Now from the sixth hour, there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. Verse 46. And about the ninth hour, Yahweh cried with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, now now, be that is to say, my Yahweh, my Yahweh, why have thou forsaken me? And, and what he said in verse 50, 